You're listening to the Berkshire Football Stories podcast. This episode of Berkshire Football Stories was sponsored by The Curious Lounge in Reading and Ticket Pass, the ethical ticketing company. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Berkshire Football Stories podcast, casting our eye over the week's action across the county. I'm your host, Tom Canning, and joining me today to discuss, amongst other things, Berks County, Binfield, and what's going on at the bottom of the Combined Counties League are Dan Walkley. Hi, Dan. Hello, good afternoon. We've got Neil Maskell. Hello, Tom. I've gone for the Football Italia look today. I've got uh, the non-league paper ready, uh, a brew as well, so just call me James Richardson. You are suspiciously missing a piazza. Uh, and sure. we have also got Ellis Woods, the manager of Barks County. Hey, Ellis. How you doing, guys? Everyone all right? Not too bad. I hope I'm not going to... Anybody watching this, I hope I'm not going to get sidetracked by what's going on behind you, Ellis. But we should be okay. Is that some sort of CCTV? No, it's. Uh, I'm in a Regis building. So it's, oh, uh, lovely. it's just showcasing our lo- the lovely building we're in. Showcasing there being absolutely nobody in it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Business is booming, yes. Marketing 101. <laughs> okay, um, well, I know Ellis hasn't got a load of time, so we're going to start with um, the mighty Barks County, who uh, appear to be putting on a bit of a title challenge. Is that fair, Ellis? No. <laughs> it's <laughs> yes. quite like, yes. it's, um, we, so I think we, we haven't really spoken about it as a group, like what uh, Everybody what could, says that what could happen um we are just i sound it's so cliche isn't it like one yes. game at a time and um it was only when i saw in the uh, fib chat where someone was talking about when we'd last lost a game that i we'd really even acknowledged it um because when you draw games or i think we lost in because we lost in the bucks and bucks against marlow it's you sort of have those little down points in your like when you're managing in your head and, and maybe as a player, I, I imagine it's the same. Like you have a, uh, you hit, you like, oh, we won, we won, we won. Oh, okay. We drew. And we won, we won, we won. Oh, okay. We lost. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's, we're, we're sort of managing expectations. Um, we are just here to win the next game and just keep doing that. Um, <laughs> we've, we work really hard and every, all the players work really hard and it will be a shame if, we can't get closer because I think that's what we want to essentially do is just get closer. You know, like, can we get closer to Amersham? Um, yeah. We lost, uh, we've, we've had two big blows over the course of the start of this season. So Nick going to Nap Hill early on in the season, I think was a big blow because we'd, we'd sort of found a, another goal scorer and then we've just lost Luke um, to a hairline fracture in his leg. So that's another big blow. And, so we just we can't be too you can't think too much like too far ahead in the future because do you know what I mean those sorts of things will happen. Um, Tuesday night, for example, we played against um, Yateley, and we had five players missing through injury or work, and we've replaced them with another five players that brilliant came in and did brilliantly. Um, and you look at literally the next game and who we've got available and who's injured or who's got work. And that's kind of how non-league at step six works. You know, you don't get the luxuries of having players on contracts or players being paid 
big money and missing work to get to games. Do you know what I mean? So that's kind of how it works. And we've, we've put ourselves in a brilliant position, but we're not getting too ahead of ourselves. Before I uh, open it up to the floor to grill you as well, uh, Ellis. Um, you, it's you fine. Said to I, me, I, I'm, it's all good. <laughs> you, uh, you said to me yesterday, um, have you seen who Amersham have got to play? Because obviously mm. you beat them on Saturday. Uh, I hadn't. I've only just done it now. But yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not a, it's not a kind fixture list, and they've still, there's still a lot of games to go. There's so many games to go, and like, but equally, uh, they've put themselves in a brilliant position, right? Like they're in a really good position. They're obviously putting a lot of resource into it, which is fair and all good. Um, but they've got to play some really hard teams. Like we've just come away from a draw with Eversley. Um, they were brilliant at their place, robust, hard to break down. Uh, Yately on Tuesday night was equally as tough. Um, we just took our like we took our chances and they didn't quite take theirs. Um, and uh, there's other teams in and around it. Like Rising Ballers came to us a few months ago. Well, over just over a month ago, the game was called off because of an injury, but they were very very good. You know, like Langley are very very good. And don't write off anyone in this division. Like Woodley away is going to be a tough game for us. We've got that coming up. Like everyone in this division can beat each other, and uh just can't forget that when you go out because we've gone into games specifically last season more than this season i think we've got better at it we've gone into games going oh, okay well, we're in a we're in a really good position we're playing bottom of the league but it means nothing in this division because you can sign someone you know a, a couple of days before and that your team looks completely different um so yeah open out to the floor if you'd like to uh one at a time <laughs> ask a question or two yeah, just to touch on the league, obviously you said Amersham have got themselves in a great position. They've lost, yeah. what, two, three on the bounce if you include the cup game. And they're actually at home to Yately on Saturday. So mm, yeah. that, that's that got to be playing on their mind. Obviously, Yately are looking to bounce back after their defeat to yourselves. But Amersham need, need those points to keep that gap, especially when you've got a game in hand. So I guess, as we did touch on the importance of Amersham's fixtures are, are almost as important as yours um going into it um so yeah not, not yeah a question more of a statement <laughs> yeah and and but as i say mate like if you look at yately um and we went to their place and they you get sort of different teams at this level so like yately are a young team that have all come up through the leagues together or been together for a long time they reminded me, and we were chatting about it the other week uh, internally, but they remind me of Eversley's team when they went in and it went and got into the playoffs, uh, not last season, the season before. A team that have been together for a long time. They're so hard to break down. They're very, very robust. Their communication is good. They're, they're obviously well coached. Um, I back lately to make life difficult for them. Like, they're a good side. They, they played some really good football at our place mm. on Tuesday night. Neil. Yeah, I guess my question is probably a bit more of a philosophical one, uh, really, Ellis. Um, mm. Would you have hand on heart expected to be in this position at this at this uh, at the start of the season, at this stage of the season? Would you was that yeah. your, your targets or, or Target, was yeah. it a bit more modest? After last season, we finished second, and we I guess that there's a couple of fronts to look at it. So last season we finished second, and we got into. Um, in doing so, you're in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and we played against Langley in the semi-final and we had probably three or four injuries in, for that game. The league got extended and it got extended to when it was Simo's stag do. <laughs> so 
three or four of us from that squad, including myself, were away for the last game of the season, be it Hill and Borough away, right? Um, and then we all got back and played on the Tuesday night. And like I say, we had a, a very stretched squad. The goal for this season was to improve the squad so that we could handle injuries, handle people being on holiday or people being having to work. And I think we've made really good progress in doing that. So that's an off the field thing, which me and Simo can manage. And we've done like personally, time-wise is always going to be difficult. Like he got married this year, I've had a baby. So like, I feel like we've excelled in terms of like preparing ourselves for a playoff position. Um, and then I was chatting the other day, like the game against Amersham, we labeled it a free hit. We we like, we labeled it a an opportunity to go and show people what we're about. And put ourselves up against the team that were run away. They're running away with the league. Um, and the boys excelled in that. And before that game, I'd said to the players, look, at the end of the season, if we walk away in a playoff position, we're still in two cups. It'd be nice to play, you know, get to a cup final. Um, on our first season in the division, we did okay in the league, but we found out a few things about ourselves and players and the league itself. And But we got to a cup final and played against uh, London Lions or, you know, on, Win on a sunny day in Windsor on the amazing pitch that they've got. So that, and we had a good Vars run that year. Do you know what I mean? Like you kind of look at it, the season across like four or five different verticals. Like, can we do well player recruitment? Can we do well on the pitch in the league? But also we've got cup competitions that we don't want to just sort of like throw away as like gimmies. Um, it gives us an opportunity to play players that haven't started in the previous couple of games um and want them to feel part of something competitive rather than oh, i'm just going to get some some game time do you know what i mean so um that was our that's kind of our goal now is push on as much as we can in the league absolutely <clears throat> if we feel like we'll catch amersham it'll be really really tough and we're, we're sort of like banking on if we are going to think that way we're going to be banking on external factors um that are outside of our control um yeah. so we'll focus on what we can which is the next game and you know thinking about these cup competitions and who can we make sure that we've got available for those cup competitions? Um, anyone we sign now. So we made three signings this week. Goalkeeper to replace Jordy, who's moving away. Um, Nick, ironically, was cup-tied for Nap Hill because he'd play for us. So I think he can play for us against Bedfont. Um, and Stacey uh, will be cup-tied because he played for Nap Hill. So we kind of got to manage that situation. Um, but it will give players like um, Josh Smith, who's coming back from injury, who hadn't played for over a year um, because of an injury at the very beginning of last season. He, he made his first start on Tuesday night and we'll get another start on Tuesday next week. Um, ben Hall, we've got back. He'd, he'd had a long-term sort of like timeout with injury and wasn't really getting himself into a position where he could play. And now he is, so he'll probably play on Tuesday night. So it's like, um, yeah, it's, it's all fun. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. Which cups are you still in, Alice? I believe we're in both of the league cups. Right, um, yeah. I think if we beat Bedfont on Tuesday, then it's a, an away game at, at Wokingham. Um, I think that's what I've been told, but I'm not dead cert. Yeah. Um, and then I think there's another one that I can't remember because the, um, the CCL have two cup competitions. They have one for the division and then one for the whole league. Yeah. Um, so I need to check, but I'm certain that we've got London Samurai in one fixture, Bedfont in another. I don't know which one goes with which. Okay. So it's just the treble then, no pressure. <laughs> I'd have liked to have gone for the quadruple, but we uh, we really mucked <laughs> up in we really mucked up in the vase. We didn't have a good vase uh, this year, which was a pain. But um, say la vie. Next year. Next year. Next year. <laughs> yeah. 
Ellis, one final question from me. Um, I you you see sort of you know there's, there's the allude uh, if you follow anything on anything like this on social media there'll be the odd snipe that Amazon are Amazon are spending lots of money and, yeah. and I've seen the odd one that yourselves are, are doing the same thing. What yeah. what is what do you say to that? I mean, from just from personal feeling, yeah. I don't care if, yeah. if if clubs have got it and they've done well, then why not? Mate, <laughs> why shouldn't it's, they? It's Sorry, I, I was going to jump in. What else were we going to say? No, sorry. All I was going to say was like, you know, I, I think my only reservation is that at, at step six, should mm. it be about that? But clearly, if clubs want to get up, that's what they've got to do. Yeah, like, like we we aren't like Barts County. I know that I've got a budget to allocate, and we we do it based on win bonuses or bonuses based on performance. Mm-hmm. And the only reason we've got the money that we have got to utilize is because of the sponsorship that we went out and got like we're not getting bankrolled by anyone we went out and got sponsorship i got you know i got off my ass at the beginning of the summer and was like right i need to find x amount to make sure that over the course of this season i've got some budget to help with and it's not a lot this is the thing like people will like throw money around but even even at you know other clubs that are spending big it's probably not a lot you know it's probably not a lot so yeah. You know, it's not going to be enough for me to not turn up to work the next day. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's probably, and the way I've sort of always pitched it to players is, look, we haven't got a big budget, but it'd be enough to take, you know, take your missus out at the end of the month. Do you know what I mean? Or, or you know, to repay, repay her for you missing that Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday for the last three weeks. Um, and people always, like, make snidey comments, but that's, that's up to them, isn't it? Like, if you pay attention to what perceptions go out or, you know, what people's, people's, like, opinions uh it kind of means nothing to us like we just get on with what we've got and um i think the most important thing is that look at it from a manager's point of view if a player is going to come to a club for money he's probably not the right kind of player for Mm. your environment anyway it's more we'll base our player recruitment we'll have like definitely we'll have a call with the player and nine times out of ten we'll get together with them down the pub and sort of like understand what they're going to bring to the table, like what they're going to bring to the dressing room. You know, you can, you know, you can sign an amazing goal scorer, but if he's an absolute nause in the dressing room and, and like piss people off, it's, it's not worth it. Um, because, you know, you spend most of Saturday with these people, definitely a Tuesday, definitely a Thursday night. You know, it's more time than you spend with your kids one night. Do you know what I mean? So it's got to be the right environment. And that's kind of what we base our, um, our sort of like mantra on is getting people and buying into the environment cheers ellis thanks very much i know you've got to go so do feel right, free mate. to uh to sneak off have a have a great rest of the show and thank you for having me appreciate it guys no worries see you later well, well cheers, ellis. Stay, bear with me while i now try to find the rest of the agenda here we go right um guys uh, that was that was very interesting um so thanks relis for for coming in i always like to ask about uh i always like to ask that question about finance it's uh it's something that really well, ruffles feathers isn't it? it it does but you know ellis has said they've gone off their own back and and, yeah. and found the, the this this money and, it, and it's great to be ambitious and for yeah. local football it, it's brilliant isn't it good luck to them it's uh they can overtake amersham they're only six points behind with a game in hand go for it Right. Easy as that. Easy, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, just. just I just want on. to mention, Go I on. did call that result that Barks County would beat Amersham. <laughs> so I'm taking that as a win. 
Talking uh, talking of things that are as easy as that, uh, our old mate Binfielder off the bottom of the Isthmian League. Um, they're really straightforward. Turns out all you need to do is put 11 players on a pitch and score a few goals. Really easy. Yeah. Easy as that. They've, uh, they've, uh, um, I think they're, they're a bit um, uh, upset is not the right word, but, uh, you know, the, the one all draw when they were in a winning position on uh, Tuesday night. Um, is a bit of a shame, but you know the uh, the they are catching up. Um, mm. I think Guernsey have have moved themselves uh, into a better position as well, but they are um, they are catching. You've got Ashford Town uh, are down there. Um, sorry, I'm on the wrong division now. There we go. Yeah, let's get that back up. You've got uh, you know they, they are now <laughs> within touching distance. A couple of wins and other results going in in the right direction. Um, off off where they need to be we said we said they need 30 they've got 14 so they're let's let's say halfway there let's let's give them the benefit of the doubt um i don't know if we need to say much more about that does anybody have i I mean anybody have anything else to say sort of on that i just wanted to kind of make that point yeah i just think if i could just you know looking at who they've beaten tom they've they've beaten serious teams haven't they you know um, in a way they want to beat the, the bottom sides but beating southall um hammering hartley whitney who are not far outside the playoffs and um you know, they're beating serious teams. They've got mm. um, Corinthian casuals on um, on the next game, which is well, it's must win, isn't it? At home to them, but they, even then, afterwards, they they host um, uh, Uxbridge next um, next Tuesday, and Uxbridge are in terrible form. Mm. So, two really big home games for them. I think we've just got to hope they don't get a bit of the Maiden Edge United's about them because it would be absolutely, absolutely. written in the stars that Corinthian yeah. Casuals would beat them, isn't it? They've they've done all that absolutely. hard work and then yeah. and then and then get beat. So you know, fingers yeah. crossed they continue that. Um, yeah. It's also worth noting that that Bracknell Town got back to winning ways um, on the weekend. They beat Salisbury two one at home. Um, I think it is a complete mystery on their away form. Um, yeah. You can't even put it down to the pitches because they got beaten by Beaconsfield and Beaconsfield have a have an artificial surface. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Okay, let's move on from that. I just, I, th- I think it's probably just worth, we're probably going to, th- I think Binfield could well be the story of the season unless uh, Slowtown make themselves available for the playoffs, which, which you know, they're doing a decent decent job of as well. But there's there's two two real stories in the men's game there to follow. So, uh, what was next? Um, I struggle operating across too many screens. Oh, yes. Uh, Reading FC Women. I took my daughter on Sunday and it was really, really good. I don't think they, they played Sunderland. They beat Sunderland 1-0. Sunderland are pushing for uh, promotion to the FAWSL. But it was really, really good. Um, it was a really good game. Reading, I think, just judging by the, the the murmurings in the crowd, no one expected anything. Um, they expected Reading to start really badly, and and perhaps you know, I think they seem to. And over the last two seasons, they seem to be very good at going two nil down and then getting the goals back or or almost getting there. But but on this occasion, they were absolutely brilliant in the first half. Sunderland had a player sent off. I've never seen a player sent off before for for pulling someone's hair. Um, I think England back in I think 2006 would have been all sorts of trouble with Peter Crouch um, pulling on the Trinidad and Tobago's player defenders' hair, uh, but yeah, that that happened. Uh, but but Reading were really good before Sunderland were down to ten men, um, uh, to, to ten players. Sorry, and um, it it was just a really 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 good game. They counterattack absolutely brilliantly, but I will say they are absolutely dreadful at, par- at passing out of defence. They they try to they try to play some clever balls at times out of defence, and they they just they always get intercepted. Um, there was a couple of players that were particularly guilty of of that on on several occasions, but um, 
Yeah. Is that, uh, was that Sunderland who were playing out for the back? Was no, it? sorry, Reading. Reading, Reading which would have played out for the back. And I noticed it in the game against Crystal Palace, which they drew one all as well the last time I went. And it just yeah. it just doesn't seem to be... But they, as I say, they counter-attack really, really well. Um, Hossein, who's in the middle for them, uh, was, was brilliant. And um, uh, Jesse Woolley, who was up front, was was absolutely brilliant as well for Reading. But uh, the, the goal the goal came. It was very much against the run of play. I think Reading had had pretty much run themselves ragged by the time the, the end of the game came round and, and they were really holding on. But they got the goal and it was a well-deserved three points. It is very tight at the bottom of that division. Um, I think you've got Lewis and Watford and someone else who I've missed uh, London, at the bottom. London, City. yes, who are, who are next, I think, for Reading. Uh, think. No, Reading are away at Cholton on the weekend. Oh, yes. That that should be straightforward. That should be nice and straightforward. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, and it's, it's obviously it's worth noting as well that, that Bracknell's Amy Claypole um, got the goal that denied Cholton all three points. Uh, at Lewis on Saturday, on Sunday as well. So plenty of connections across it there. Um, right. I'm conscious I have talked a lot and I haven't let you guys talk at all. So um, let's move on to, um, I've, I've called it the bottom of um, the bottom of step five. Um, and that includes at the moment, Wokingham, uh, Hilltop and Wallingford and Crowmarsh. But Neil, you had some specific things you wanted to talk about Wokingham. So please... Well... Go. I just I just wanted to be a bit smug, really. I've put Mystic Maskell on my heading there. <laughs> um, you, you put me under the microscope last time I was on Tom about Wokingham, and um, I said they just needed to burgle a win. And, um, well, I, I can't say whether it was a burgle or not, but to come from 2-0 down at um, at Chalfont St. Peter and win 3-2 is is just a tonic, isn't it? That's yes. um, a brilliant uh, win, win for them. Um it's particularly in the position they, they you know, they've they've been in and uh, the form they've been in. Uh, two down at half time, I believe. They came back in the second half. The winner was by uh, James Clark, who's recently returned um, back to, to Lowther Road. So the table looks just with one win. It's amazing how the table looks healthy with one win, doesn't it? Um, they have uh, put themselves. Um, a point ahead of uh, Wallingford and Crowmarsh. They've got three games in hand over them as well. So a um, lot more promising after just, you know, it's only three points, but it, it just feels like a, a big psychological win, that one for them, Tom. Yes, and I, I, do you know what I hadn't, earlier in a couple of weeks ago, I hadn't clocked that, that Wallingford and Crowmarsh had, had dropped yeah, quite so far. That That is a surprise to me because the last couple of times, the last couple of seasons when I've seen them play, they have been absolutely superb. Anybody got any insight into into why? I know they've, they've, I think Lee Matthews is still in charge, but... Not seen them this year. I've not seen not them sure. this season. Yeah. All I do know is that the two play each other on the 17th of this month, so... Yeah, big game. Massive yeah. game. And there's a couple of hard ones for Wokingham in the meantime as well. Broadfields at home, Broadfields, yeah. who are in the top half. Flackwell will be a really hard game on Tuesday night, yes. and that will set them up for the the Wallingford game, which again is kind of mustn't lose, isn't it? So big, big, uh, big games coming up. I think that's a thing, mustn't lose that game, mm. just to keep that gap between themselves and Wallingford. Indeed. Let's um, let's just flick it across then to the South Division, and uh, we'll give Dan. He'll give you give you uh, give you a minute on on Tadley. Um, you've got bottom of the table on the weekend. Yes, away thoughts. <laughs> No, so it's going to be a tough game. 
Definitely. As Ellis alluded to in, in the Division 1, any team can beat anyone on their day, as we've seen already this season. Um, they had a bad, bad start to the season. They got new management in. They got new players in. Um, as a lot of teams tend to do around this time when they're fighting relegation. But they've had a few tough games. They've played Croydon. Um, they've played others in the top half. So it'll be tough. Um, the form we're in, though, however, I'm, I'm confident we can get the win. Um, we beat Red Hill, obviously, at home a couple of weeks ago. We then won away at Cobham on Saturday uh, with last-minute winner. And then we had that tough game on Tuesday night against Hartley, which we lost on penalties. Um, so, yeah, good good confidence, good positives to take. And the the form we're in, uh, we, we may well be catching the playoffs. <laughs> We've got two you don't games like in penalties. hand and we no, four on the trot, Neil. Four on the yeah, trot. you don't like penalty kicks, do you? No, no uh, shootouts. Sorry, sorry to rub it in. What <laughs> no, I was looking fine. at the table, looking at the table, Dan. You're you're kind of an all or nothing side, aren't you? You've not drawn yeah. any of your games this season, <laughs> and a goal yep. difference of zero. So it's, it's <laughs> all or it. nothing, and it's six <laughs> points to, to the playoffs with um with games in hand. So all steam yep. ahead for the playoffs, then, Dan. Sure, it we? is. But we do have um. So like I said, we got Collier's Wood on the weekend, bottom of the table. Um, and then we host Woodley Tuesday night in the Cup, in the League Cup. But after that, we've got both Croydon and Abbey Rangers um, within four days of each other, which are monumental, really, in terms of our season, especially with our games in hand. If we beat Croydon, that puts us within three points of them. Um, and Abbey Rangers are up in third as well. So those two are absolutely huge games. Um, at the end of this month, and then it's the run into the end of the season. But yeah, we've still got 18 league games yeah. to play. Yeah. yeah, 18 left to play. So yeah, a lot of games to get in between now and April. I'm going to try and make my first visit uh, to you, hopefully in March. And um, I'm going to mm. ask Tom if he'll drive me as well. What's the chances, Tom? <laughs> oh, uh, well, March. Hall as long as we, Come um, on, let's do it. As, as long as we, as long as we get it, get it in the diary. It, uh, I, I, I could ask, but but she'll. My, my wife sat next to me, so she'll not. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's hold on that one. We'll, we'll yeah, we'll just we'll we'll check the calendar and uh, see what's going on. Okay. Yeah, three three weeks away. Yes, sounds good to me. Excellent. <laughs> she said yes. That's enough notice. Excellent. Yes. Okay. We're in. We're in. <laughs> okay. Um, right. Uh, where else have we got to go on this uh, whistle stop tour of football? Um, I wanted to talk about no, I didn't want to talk about again. Neil, you wanted to talk about Maidenhead. So it's the, you should won. have hosted this, Neil. You should have hosted this. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to talk about the fact we won uh, midweek, and um, we won very deservedly at Wealdstone, which is a side we've struggled against in recent times. They've just lost their manager. Um, again, that felt like a big win. That's put us in, in the top half, nosebleed territory. Um, you know, a false position with with teams having games in hand and things, but it's more important the the gap to the bottom, which is um, seven points, that can change quite quickly. The, the form was pretty good. We've only lost two in fourteen in the league, um, and we're feeling pretty good at this moment in time. Ask me again this time next week with two <laughs> more away games to come. One of them at Boreham Wood, where we never win. Um, so at the moment, feeling pretty pretty good about life. Um, we should have won comfortably on Tuesday, really, really good performance. Um, and uh, yeah, just enjoying being in the top half, looking at the, the <laughs> looking at that uh, end of the table, but I, uh, I won't, uh, I won't get used to it. 
I, I, I'm fascinated by that league table. It's it's mm. it's utterly ridiculous. It is. I mean, yeah. there's, there's obviously obviously and there's obviously teams that are spending more time down at the bottom than others, but it's 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 absolutely crazy. Forty seven points is Gateshead in the in the last playoff space. Thirty two yeah. points is filed in the last relegation place. Maidenhead have thirty nine. That is a rough maths equidistant between the two. Yeah, more or less. But we'll still, you know, <laughs> let's be honest. You know, joking aside, we're, we're looking. You know, we're, we're sensible. We look, we look downwards rather than upwards in terms yeah. of that gap. Um, Fylde are flying. They're winning home games. Kidderminster have won four in a row. You know, yeah. I, it's all about. They will say it's all about what you do as a club. Come on, let's be honest here. You need favours as well. You need, um, you know, Binfield will need some favours. You know, um, Barks County may need some favours if they can catch Amersham, as Ellis said. You know, you, you do need. You, you are looking at results elsewhere. You'd be, you'd be lying if you said you weren't. And um, there is still work to do. But I'm feeling, as it stands at the moment, um, happy. But um, <laughs> as Saturday looms large, I'll start worrying again. <laughs> All the teams at the bottom of the National League have lots of points. I know. No one is adrift. Can they stop doing that, please? <laughs> Sorry, Dan. <laughs> would it be fair to say a top half finish would exceed your expectations this season, Neil? <laughs> yeah, massive, Dan, to be honest with you. I, Go. Uh, we, we, yeah. we, the first season in this league, we finished top half, which was brilliant. That was a lot of surprise factor then. I think people had assumed we'd go straight back down. We, we surprised a few people. I think people know a bit more about us now. Top half finish would be uh, unbelievable, um, but I'd still take uh, fifth, sixth and bottom. I know it sounds very earnest, but yeah. you know it's reality, really. Of course. And how vital was Sam Barrett within that? Sam was excellent when he came on at half-time. Um, we had such a frustrating first half. We had the wind in our favourite, Wealdstone. We couldn't put the ball in the net. Sam gave us a bit of quality um, in, in the second half. Yeah, he, he's, he's massive for us. He scored a brilliant winner against um, Solihull a couple of weeks back, which was a big three points. You know, he's got that moment where he can he could, he could have a quiet spell in the game or maybe even a quiet game and then pop up with something, um, you know, big for us. So, yeah, he's going to be massive in, in, in the running as well. 16 games left. Neil, um, obviously Maidenhead United women are having a, a decent season as well. Uh, we should be speaking to the manager, Ed Jackson-Norris, at some point this week or early right. next week. Um, yeah. What have you made of where they are now? Well, in terms of they've taken a lot of plaudits for their cup results, but actually league form, they lost away at Porter's Head on um, Sunday. They, were lose, they, they had a couple of players uh, missing. They... Lost to a hotly disputed penalty kick. I wasn't there, but they were disappointed with that. And that was a, a disappointing result. We could have gone above Porter's head. So actually, it's only one win in nine in the league now. Mm-hmm. So it's time to it's time to put that right. And they were at home on Sunday at York Road, uh, 2 p.m. kickoff. We've got Bridgewater United, and they are in poor form. They're above us. So it's one they've really got to target. So um, really looking forward to that one. And... Again, uh, nervously, because it's going to be an important game for them. They need to get a few more wins under their belt to, to make sure they stay in this league. Uh, Torquay beat um, Southampton women, which pulls them down and makes mm. life a bit easier for Torquay. So teams are catching. So Ed needs them right on it on Sunday. And um, that'll be a big game. So turning up the heat a little bit. 
Yeah, it is. It is. And then maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's good pressure, isn't it? You know, um, they've been distracted by cups. We're still in one cup, um, the combined counties cup. We've gone out of the, the plate now. So, you know, the success they've had in that, they take a lot of plaudits for it. They deservedly. Now it's time to bring it back to the league because we need some points. Nice one. All right. It's time to take a look ahead at the fixtures. Um, it has occurred to me that our fixtures on the website are not currently showing anything for Saturday because we've run out. So uh, I, an update is in process. Um, <laughs> so bear with us on that one. Um, with that in mind, um, Dan, do you have a pick for the weekend? And I why? do. And it's one I usually go to. So it's Hungerford again. But yeah. Hungerford are playing Walton and Hersham at home. <laughs> So it's fifth versus sixth in the league um, with both getting six points from their last five games. So it's very, very evenly contested. Again, both lost last time out. Um, Hungerford conceded, what, two very late goals at Hazen Yedding, which was probably a disappointing result from their perspective. Uh, and Walton lost at home to Basingstoke as well. So both sides really pushing for the playoffs. Both sides really looking to bounce back. Um so that's probably my pick. And if our game does not survive this horrible mm-hmm. weather, then I'm hoping that'll be on and I'll make my way over. But you've probably got to give Hungerford the advantage on their pitch as well. I know Walton play on mm. uh, 3G. Um, but yeah, I think home advantage may just be a factor here. Um, but yeah, very, very tight game that is probably very hard to call. Neil, what are you looking at? Yeah, just before I go on to my pick, um, Dan mentioned um, that, that game at Hayes. I saw Danny Robinson's interview. He looked absolutely livid, <laughs> and he, um, <laughs> he 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 did well to to, to compose himself as, as as he always does. Frustrating result. Uh, bad time to play Hayes. They've they've suddenly picked up a little bit down the bottom, uh, and that does look a good game and a big game. I think um, if you're a Slough supporter, it's probably one of the highlights of the season. Going down to uh, Torquay on the weekend. I'm sure yep. Slough fans will make a weekend of that and they'll take a good uh, support down there. That is a big game because, um, you know, the Slough away form has been um, difficult of late. The home form is invincible. So if they're going to get into the playoff positions, Torquay is one of the sides they can leapfrog. Torquay, I don't think it's going very well down there. No. Uh, their form looks poor. I think there's a lot of... Um, Angst as a talkie supporter, a friend of mine who is quite uh, cheesed off with them um, in terms of the ownership and maybe even the management down there. So that's a real chance to go there. If they can go and get their noses in front, I think the crowd could be the 12th man for Slough because I think they'll turn on them. So should be a fun game for the Slough fans. A long, long trip down there, down to the seaside and um, a big game and a very winnable one, I think. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, If I can, I'm going to look to Sunday. I would pick, uh, you've got Ascot United women versus Woodley United ladies in the League Cup, the Southern Region uh, Women's Football League League Cup. Uh, That is Ascot United at the racecourse ground. That looks uh, looks to be a a proper good derby. Um, Those games are always excellent. Ascot, I think, top of the league at the moment, uh, which is is obviously uh, a real, real positive for them. Um, I would, ex- we, I think, we'd expect to see them go up next season. They could be, uh, they could be facing Maidenhead. They're a good side, Tom. We played them in pre-season and they won. Yeah. They're a, a good side, good young side, good players coming through. They've been a good side for a number of years. It would be great to have a, 
a derby next season. Yeah. Um, so you know, um, all, all the very best to them and and um, and to, to Woodley as well, a local team to me. I like to see how Woodley are getting on. So I'll stay on the fence for that one. I think. <laughs> okay. Um, all right then. Well, to wrap up, do we have any other business? Mm. Oh, quiet. All nothing. Quiet. Nothing specific. Just another busy weekend of um, Saturday and Sunday for me. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't want to do anything else. Lovely, absolutely wonderful. Um, there is a couple of bits on Barks County and Thatcham Towns player departures on the website at the moment. Um, so do feel free to go and check those out, and we'll get the fixtures updated. I think actually, in fact, uh, whilst we've been on air, they have been done. So uh, <laughs> it's. Uh, it's, yes, they they have in fact. Um, we, I could have I could, that would have made my life much easier. I think perhaps um, you know if, if we if we were to just flag one, we mentioned it already. But Binfield at home to Corinthian Casuals is is a vital game. Um, it's one of those where it, it, whether it, whether it whether there's quality to it or not, it is a uh, it is going to be a vital one. So that will be very interesting to see. Tom, is that where um, Rob Davis has been updating the website? Well, uh, what you've, you've <laughs> no, you've, that's, locked uh... it, you've locked him away to uh, to to you know. In a... In the, in, the, in the canning dungeon somewhere to get the <laughs> website updated. Is that, no, it's, is that uh, true? it's Steve Gab is uh, has done that. Oh, he's, uh, okay, he's pressed right. a button and his little gremlins have run around, the, run around the internet, right. run okay. around the internet, picking up the fixtures and uh, okay. and doing good stuff. That. So it's a good service, um, very very useful service. Keep it up. Well, as long as it's correct and right, that's the <laughs> that's the main thing. So um, cool. Um, oh, I know what I was going to say. Um, how do we feel about rugby? <laughs> in what context, Tom? Well, uh, you know, Six Nations and all. I've just no. Do you know what? I've just having having said that. I, obviously, the Six Nations has started. But what I what I did want to flag, and I don't know if I will be. A, this might work better on the YouTube version. Um, I'll, I'm not going to flag it. Did you see? I don't know. What, I, the, I was filling for time. That's why I brought up rugby because I was trying to remember what it was that uh, that it was uh, that I'd uh, that I'd seen and. Um, I, was it you that flagged this to me, Dan, or was it somebody else? I can't remember. But uh, the North West Counties Football League had some interesting reasons for postponement uh, during over oh, last man. weekend. The you know, Cheadle Town v Lower Breck was postponed due to elevated moisture levels. Uh, Earlham <laughs> v Bursco was postponed due to waterlogged pitch. Okay, fine. Uh, but uh, Prestwich Hayes versus Colne was postponed due to muddy puddles everywhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> and finally... And finally, my yes, very pepper. Pepper Pig is uh, is, is big in my house at the moment. Um, <laughs> finally, the best one, of course, and and there is we can definitely do this. This this is the possibility here exists. But Nelson versus Darwin FC was postponed due to the Battle of Trafalgar. <laughs> so uh, yeah, wonderful, wonderful stuff. Um, we'll see what we can do. I don't suppose we'll be able to uh, to do to get quite. Uh, Quite uh, quite on the nose with that one, but that was uh, that was very excellent. So we'll we'll have a think. Anyway, um, that was the Northwest Counties League. Um, a chap called Stephen Killen uh, flagged that. He's underscore Stephen with a PH Killen K I double L E N on Twitter. If you want to go and see that, right? Um, great. Thanks, guys. See you later. Thank you very much. Thanks, Dan. Bye. Cheers.
This episode of Berkshire Football Stories was hosted by Tom Canning and featured guests Neil Maskell, Dan Walkley and Ellis Woods. The podcast is produced by Tom Canning. The theme music is called Space Camp by Reading-based ukulele band Rocket Kings from the album Everyday Adventures and it's available on Spotify. Find Football in Berkshire on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Threads and of course footballinberkshire.co.uk.